Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O. Morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, welcome in. Monday morning, June 20th, 2022. 79 degrees in the capital city and... As Glenn Fry said, the heat is on. Getting up to a high today of 96 heat indices in the triple digits. A uh, little, little bit of a uh, little bit of good news on the horizon, though, as uh, things are going to cool off the next few days after today. Low 90s on Tuesday and highs in the 80s for Wednesday and Thursday. We've even even got a high up there in the uh, in the 70s next weekend. Uh, so, uh, but yes, today, uh, continue to have those hot and humid temperatures going on today. Got a good show for you today. It's a, uh, it's a Monday morning. So, uh, not only are we going to do our regular Monday stuff, we'll talk to, uh, Tim Haruza, a lot going on in the world of Nebraska news and politics. He's going to join us at 810 today, but also at 710 this morning, we are going to be announcing all of our winners, all of our winners on the keys to the city contest and very excited for that you guys have been putting in your keywords at klin.com you guys have been going out to the businesses that we have gift cards to give away for and getting your extra registrations there and so at 710 today we are going to give away like 15 50 gift cards we're going to announce the winners to those and we are going to announce the person who basically has the keys to the city uh, you're going to get $50 gift cards to each of those businesses. T.O. Haas, Norm's on 48th, Wolf Tackle, Billy's Restaurant, Auto Sounds, Da Vinci's, A.T. Thomas, uh, Tata Theater, Greenfields, Country Sliced Ham, Harbor Coffee House, Alumni Hall, Arnie's Pet Food, Wild Bird Habitat, Slim Chickens, Momo, Robber's Cave, and the Lincoln Arts Festival. Actually, a piece of art from Lincoln. Also, uh, WC Sports Bar. And WC Sports Bar, which is at the bottom of the page, which I was going to get to. Yeah, you were getting there. Almost there. Almost. Just, <laughs> just missed. Hopefully, uh, hopefully, all the dad apostrophe s out there had a uh, a great Father's Day Sunday yesterday. And I say the apostrophe s because that's how about half the people on uh, social media decided to wish everyone a Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to all the dad apostrophe s out there. It's, it's a very possessive day. Uh, but uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully, it was a good one. For everyone, if you were uh, if you were following me on social media, you saw that uh, my kids got me uh, got me a card. Uh, it wasn't it wasn't handmade. What what they did was they decided to buy the first card that they found, which was actually a Father's Day card that a parent would give a grown up son. Uh, <laughs> and the, so I've, it's, it's like uh, you've become such a great dad. You know, you you watch your beautiful family develop, and they crossed out son manually with a green pen and canceled uh, all of that and said dad. <laughs> they edited it to make it more appropriate instead of buying the actual correct card. And my son signed it. Happy birthday, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think uh, and honestly, it was the uh, it was the gift that kept on giving because it uh, it was a confirmation that my kids understand my sense of humor. So it was, well, the, it, it was the best gift. And it ever probably received. took about half their life savings. Yeah, that's All true. Right. Those cards, those cards can be expensive. What a racket. I've done what that with cards racket. before. 
because that like, you've you edited them. You can't find the one that you like. I've gone to to friends' weddings, and I'm like, I really want to get them this unicorn card, but it is for a little girl's birthday. <laughs> Apparently, and this is a lot of people were telling me they've done this. Oh, I yeah. didn't realize. Sometimes card editing. A, there is a card that is perfect, but I just got to change a couple words. We uh, the first time I ever did it was my uh, my it was my cousin's high school graduation. And all I could find, I don't know if I did this on purpose or what, but all I could find was a card that was for someone who had just graduated like a post-secondary degree. <laughs> and it said things like, we are very proud of you. And I crossed off the word very. <laughs> We're only proud of you, not very proud of you. <laughs> Man, that I, you know, you should just, there should just be a, a single card everyone gets that's all purpose basically and this is a card th- right exactly i don't know i just come on adventure golf get into the I, uh card making rack the card game is you know, the best part of getting a card is when there is an extensive like personally written message from the person who gives it right that's nice um i mean i'm just do that on a piece of paper i mean that's the that's the thing that i think people cherish more than anything i don't know the card the whole card game and and it's really it's it's really something on you know like Mother's Day you, you go out you get one for I've got I've got a mom a mother in law a a wife a grandmother all of those things and you you know you know a whole bunch a whole bunch there so. now what you should do you're, you're, you're getting your wife a Mother's Day card yeah I think you're supposed to I don't know I guess I, I know get you're our, supposed to but I, I've always found that to be a little bit. I don't think I got a Father's Day card from my wife, which is fine. Which is fine. She understands. She gets me. Well, what you should do when when you for folks out there looking for Father's Day cards, you should just grab as soon as Mother's Day has passed, just and all of those go on sale. It, that's true. Grab one of those. Cross edit it, it to your liking. <laughs> that'd be good. That that that'd be. Not, that's where I'm at in the uh, in the card game. <laughs> uh, but so hopefully everybody. Uh, a good father. This is only your uh, what? Your second Father's Day as a dad, right? My second one. How's yeah. How's Father's Day going for you? A couple it's, years in, it's fun. Like like I, I enjoy it. We just kind of spent the day as a family, went and adventured a little bit. But I mean, she's not making me cards or anything. That's she's not calling me bro. That's for sure yet. <laughs> happy birthday, bro. <laughs> We're just happy she says okay when we say all right. Pick up your chair. Put put it back. Oh really? That's yeah. good. Yeah, she'll go okay. <laughs> go away that's, that's good sir yeah. go away go away uh yeah that's that's good um she is very demanding though when it comes to uh some of the the shows like one during snack time we'll pull up a, a show and i'll go all right it's time to turn it off and she'll look at me and go more puppy more puppy i'm like no nah, we've watched enough puppy dog pals like that's that's enough for now it's probably enough for the week wow <laughs> What a tyrant. I yeah, know. no kidding. Jeez, let the kid watch the TV. <laughs> By the way, Goodness. have you ever let Nora watch that streaming movie that I... No, I don't think she... I think she's outgrown it. Do you want your money back? Well, yeah. <laughs> With interest. <laughs> what was it? Trolls to... Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. She's been, what, two years? It's been It's been a couple years, and uh, I don't I don't know if that... She's, she's, she's just so into the... Oh, man. I... I the worst, the worst thing. It was the worst Father's Day gift ever. I came downstairs and she was watching a Hallmark Christmas movie when I came downstairs <laughs> this weekend. And I was like, please, no. Here's the deal. I can, yes, I can hear. Ooh, yeah, we're almost there. Mark gave you that $20 when Kellen was here. Yeah, that shows you. It's been shows some you time. how long it's been. 
R.I.P. Not dead. Just dead to us. Uh, all right. What's going on here this morning, Mark, on a Monday morning, if Nothing. anything? That's kind of what I thought. Well, good. That's kind of kind of what I thought. LPD reported a quiet weekend. Good. That's good to hear. Juneteenth celebration Saturday. So those all went well. And all right. Had a good time. Everybody behaved, unlike Washington, D.C. last night. Yeah, I saw Ooh. that. Saw that uh, shootings there. Um at a at a celebration there or a well and it was i guess un um that was not an approved event either uh, okay and did not have the city permit so all of that kind of good stuff so um yeah i used to take a uh occasionally we would go that area where that happened there was a bus route that i occasionally took to go some of the places that we did so i've been uh right in that area before where it happened um and th- this is interesting uh just real quick speaking of juneteenth the uh, banks are closed today, right? Yes. Yeah, federal holiday, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. And state holiday. And state holiday. And okay. there's no. And by the way, there's no Star Trans service today. So okay. If, even though a lot of businesses are open and maybe people We're take open. the bus, you know. Yeah. No Star Trans today. Um. So it, it, one thing that I had on my list that uh, I thought was interesting. So it looks like they are close enough on the fundraising for Pershing. Yes. To get started, take the mural down, uh, which, by the way, sounds like the most tedious job in history. Can you imagine taking oh, those apart goodness. and then having to what number them or? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know exactly. Like, do you have a puzzle down on the ground where you put it back together and then load that on a truck, or how does that work exactly? And how hard are they to get off without damaging or breaking them? Uh, it, it's actually kind of a fascinating process, but there are 760,000 tiles. And this that sounds fast. That sounds boring. <laughs> I mean, hey, listen, they're doing it boring. This but com- for three million, I guess you can do. Yeah. That. Well, the company just to do the just to take the di- tiles down. Uh, Eight hundred forty four thousand dollars that's uh, over a dollar a tile. Yeah. Margaret. Margaret Reese had a story wasted away and Margaret Reese Deville. Um yeah, so so they they got a little bump with Give to Lincoln Day, and it looks like they are uh, they're going to get going on that thing. It was it was a May. For, we had Lucia McCoy in a couple of times and talked about this, um, but they got they got a little breathing room because some of the other issues that were going on with the the White Lotus Project, which is going to be the new kind of area that is going to be there uh in in pershing and so that with that extension they got about eighty thousand in on give to lincoln day and it looks like they are going to actually get this done because they're like thirty thousand dollars uh away so there's still a little bit left in in the whole thing and they've got to get money to reinstall them still but that, um, that could be done and they want time. to get an endowment but yes this was what they this was like the first hurdle in this whole thing and be kind of weird if you you paid to get it down and then didn't have anything to do with it. Exactly. <laughs> now what? But at least they'll have it. I guess you can put it in a storage uh, area until you actually have that money to do to do the rest of it. So yeah, that's uh, for people who have wanted to see that thing uh, stay alive and and relocated. It sounds like out to the Lancaster Event Center. Uh, that'll be uh, that'll be something that looks like it. It probably will be a reality, and and this whole thing. The other thing I thought it was interesting. I don't I don't know if we we've, we've talked about this, um, but because they've had funding issues with the the project that's going to go into that area, um, which involves a lot of things. But there was some discussion about there being a, a main branch of a city library that for years that's been discussed about whether or not 
that should go there. It's it sounds like they um, it and maybe this is beneficial for a while, but the they're going to hold off. Library supporters are going to hold off on having a bond issue this year for what would be a, a library there. So the the project's going to go on for the time being, at least without the library. Now, will there still be room to do that in that location? I'm I'm not sure exactly what um, because now you you've got Margaret's article talks about this and, and they're they're having funding issues here with with that whole thing. Um, they've got three years to purchase the site because of the uncertainty of getting housing tax credits that are needed to help pay for the project. So could the could you still have this thing? I mean, they'll take down Pershing. They got all that that asbestos ridden Pershing building that's still there, but. When, <laughs> I mean, ladies and gentlemen, this is the longest development project in American history, it feels well, it's, like. It's going on, what, a decade now? Yeah. Over a decade. Yeah. Yeah. It, it really is. And you'll have you'll have progress on it and getting the building down, but it, in terms of when that actually um, will be, uh, we'll, we'll easily be driving on the south beltway well, yeah, before that's... we're hanging out at the courtyard over there. Yep. And you, you want to know one little factoid about Pershing Center? Yeah. It's a building that I have never, ever been in. Really? Wow. We moved here in 2013. Okay. I, although I drove across Nebraska a lot in the decades before that, never. Saw well, somebody, there. you know what? They ought to let us in one final time uh, with some cameras and stuff and walk in and gas we, masks or whatever you need so you're not breathing in the asbestos. We can sing uh, one last time from Hamilton. Uh, Caleb can show us all the places on the floor where he made... I tried her- to dribble here and the ball didn't come Heroic back. baskets and I'll show you where I sat with my kids at the Shrine Circus and I paid $25 for one of those little light-up swords that broke two hours afterwards. <laughs> I mean, Maybe we could do our electric scooter races in there. That'd be good too. That'd be good too. Let us in, let us in and, and let us say... I could take you down in the basement where we used to broadcast live from the pancake feed down there. Oh, wow. Yeah. All of uh, all of those things. Uh, re- real quick, Caleb, I know you get into this in more detail in, in sports, but sounds like Nebraska volleyball uh, continues. John to, Cook's never going to retire. Continues to out recruit the nation because <laughs> they got for a second straight year uh, what what at least one rating service and i think a lot of other people think is the uh best volleyball player in america in the high school ranks for the 2024 class yeah 62 outside hitter out of kansas who is going to be a junior this next year okay and then the senior to be class nebraska has the number one rated recruit there oh wait and there's number one rated recruit coming in this year. there's a lot of really really good tack Stack titles. Why? Let's go. Why would John Cook ever entertain the idea of retiring? Stack. Th- Let's go undefeated this year, shall we? Undefeated this year. He, John Cook, is recruiting now the way we did in NCAA football when you're on like year ten and yeah. you have everything boosted. And you're like, this is too easy. No, this is what uh, being <laughs> Alabama feels like in football, but on steroids in the recruiting world. <laughs> By the way, it's summer solstice tomorrow morning. Yeah. Oh, it'll finally yeah. be summer. 4.14 a.m. Central Time. So tired of this spring. <laughs> and I just in time because I learned what winter fat turns into. What's that? Spring rolls. 625 LNK Today on KLIN. Waking up the capital city with the help of nitro cold brew coffee from Broken Rail Beverage Company. This is 1499.3 KLIN. 
A look at news from both inside and outside of Lincoln. And conversation on how that news affects us here. It's time for the Sound Off on LNK Today. But first, whoa, I need to tell you about what we're going to be doing in a half hour. Uh, we will, uh, we've been giving you the keywords for keys to the city brought to you by Lincoln mattress and furniture over the course of the last, uh, two plus weeks. And today we're going to start paying out on those, uh, on those keywords. So we are going to be announcing all of our $50 gift certificate winners. And then we've got our grand prize winner who gets a thousand dollars in gift cards everywhere. So be close everywhere. to your phone. Yeah, uh, so we're uh, we're, we're going to try and call this person live on the air, right? And, and yeah. let them know. Hopefully they're hopefully they're not uh, sleeping in here this morning. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so that might be you. So be listening for your potential chance to win a thousand dollars in gift cards and be able to go like tons of places in the city and just roll in like a like a VIP. Not bringing a cat. Don't even bring your credit card for a while. Just that's it. Take all your credit cards. Take all your cash out of your wallet. Just load it up with those gift cards that we've got, and you're good. A whole bunch of places here in the capital city. Yeah. The proverbial keys to the city. So thanks, everybody, who was a part of that, all the businesses as well who uh, who were a part of it and, and uh, hosted our little in-person uh, keys to the city entry areas, and it's uh, it's been a lot of fun to do that. All right. It's time for our sound off. It is, and... Optimism, I don't know, is optimism the right word? Maybe less pessimism coming out of the Biden administration when it comes to the state of the economy. Right now, the likelihood that the United States is barreling toward a recession at the end of 2022, the beginning of 2023, and of course, inflation concerns as well. Let's find out a little bit more about what they said this weekend. President Biden says he still thinks the country could skirt a recession, and administration officials were out in force over the weekend. One Republican, Senator Mike Lee, suggested cutting federal regulations. That would help bring down inflation. We need to pass the RAINS Act, which would make it so elected lawmakers, rather than unelected, unaccountable bureaucrats, are passing our laws. And as far as those gas prices are concerned, there's been some confusion within the administration over whether President Biden will meet with controversial Saudi Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman or MBS when he travels to Saudi Arabia next month to ask for help with oil prices. Uh, when he does that, do they get to put their hands on the orb again? Is that a remember the, remember the glowing orb? Yeah. When Trump was there. It was so weird. That was so weird. Listen, I know I... I get it that this administration wants to try and make clear to the public that there are factors, some some of which are out of the administration's control that impact these things. And, and I do think that's true. But, man, I mean, if you want to be politically expedient in this thing, you've got to own getting this on the right track. Mm-hmm. You have got. And if you can't. If that's not going to be possible with what you can do or what you're willing to do, it's going to have major political ramifications. But, I mean, the the least productive thing to do right now is to, is to minimize it, is to... Um, you know, act like there's there's nothing that can be done about it, that it's all external things that are, you know, out, out of control and we'll see what happens and and you know i guess that 
maybe I'm unfairly characterizing what the message is, but to some degree you hear that that comes through. That comes through, I think, with this. And you want to see, we can talk till we're blue in the face about what is going to to win elections and um, all of the culture war issues, all of the, the other things that are going on. But it's been true for a long time, and it will continue to be true when you get to the midterms, when you get to 2024, if the economy is in a bad place mm-hmm. with either inflation or if you get to a situation where you've got a recession, that is going to fall back politically on the people who are in power at the mm-hmm. time. And it's not going to you're not going to be saved by the fact that, well, you know. <laughs> there are other there are other factors at work again, which there are, but the buck stops at that um, you know at the top right. of this whole thing. Well, and, and it's going to be a it, they're looking down the barrel of just a terrible political situation <laughs> right now. Well, and a lot of people you you can you know that there are a lot of factors, but what do you see for the people in charge? You you see one party having the White House right and the Senate. Mm-hmm. And the House. And you go, well, if you've got unity, no matter what the margins are that you would have on any of those, why can't you guys get something done? Right. That, that's that's what it comes and, down to for a lot of voters. And maybe you just can't. And, and maybe mm-hmm. you can't. But if not, that's going to be that's going to be a, a terrible situation politically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a terrible situation politically. And it would, you know, it would work the other way, too. Oh, for sure. But, it doesn't matter which party it is. Right. It's, when you look at the economy... It's how how am I getting hit in the wallet on a day to day? Yeah, who's in charge? Because you've got a lot of people that aren't in the the political day to day that are watching you know pick your favorite cable network <laughs> or watch or listening to political talk day in day out, and they're not whatever following the January six hearings or following closely what happened in Afghanistan or or whatever mm-hmm. that it is, but they they're mobilized in a different way because of that. It's I mean it's the genesis of the. Uh, of the saying, it's the economy, stupid. Yeah. It, it really is. Um, so, I don't know. Speaking of bipartisanship or lack of bipartisanship, I'm starting to wonder if the, this gun bill uh, slash school security bill slash everything that they had this agreement in principle on is actually going to come to fruition. Now that it's been written this with point, details? Now that it, well, or has it, or, or will it? You know, that right. that's the other question as well, because you've got some who are saying like, well, you know, I've got to see this before I say what, what I think on this, and there's a lot of question marks that are still there. Utah Senator Mike Lee said on Fox News Sunday, the main reason for his hesitation is that there is no bill written. He says he has concerns about so-called red flag laws, which aren't yet spelled out in detail. He says senators must be careful. We not punish law-abiding Americans uh, for the wrongs carried out by the criminally minded and the insane. Lee says restricting some gun access may poll well with the public, but until there's text to a bill, no one really knows what it will do. Gernal Scott, Fox News. What are they saying they hope to get this? basically on the president's desk before the 4th of July? Yeah. I don't know. And that that was the danger with coming out and being so optimistic and enthusiastic about an agreement and any number of Republicans that it, that basically agreed to the parameters that you guys were talking about. But there wasn't anything hard and fast 
with it. It was, it was, right. it was, was a lot of details within those five yeah. bullet points, essentially. It, it, it was really a wish down. list of topics that you want to address, but nothing in the fine print right. for them. Yeah. And then that's why Deb Fisher, she had talked about, she wasn't going to support or not support until there were actually details. Uh, which I think which, is reasonable. I yeah. think it's very reasonable. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> we will uh, we'll see if that actually comes to fruition or not, or if the perception is, well, you know, we we sat down and we agreed in principle to some things, and so we sort of did something uh, that that may or may not end up happening. I think, I, I mean, I think they'll still figure something yeah. out with it, but but if I was in not, charge, it's if, not quite as done as everyone thought it was. <laughs> if I was in charge and there was an agreement in principle, I'm working to get that like the details as fast as possible, right? Because uh, the the longer you wait, the the more folks can get in someone's ear and say. Hey, don't agree to anything. Yeah. Don't yeah. don't give them a win ahead of uh for either right. party. Right. Don't give them a win ahead of the midterms. Yep. Um so a, l- a little I don't know if this is big 2024 news or not. I don't I I hadn't considered that Are you this, running? This was a I'm I have not the exploratory committee still working every day. <laughs> we will see, but we know someone who is not. I don't know if you thought she was or not, but uh Are you talking about Hillary? Hillary Hillary said this weekend uh uh no, not happening. Out of the question. That's Hillary Clinton's response to the Financial Times, which asked if she consider running for president in 2024, particularly if President Biden does not seek a second term. She said, first of all, I expect Biden to run. He certainly intends to run. It would be very disruptive to challenge that. There have been whispers in Democratic circles about possibly looking for a new nominee, but the president has given no indication he would support that. In fact, the Washington Post reports that Biden may announce his 2024 candidacy next spring. Roger Stern, Fox News. Yeah, I. But because if he doesn't run, I mean, and and granted, we just talked about everything we talked about with the economy, but I mean, is there is there a better situation out there for the Democrats in twenty twenty four? I mean, and if so, who would that who would that be? I'm curious because I'm pulling up like the odds here that the some of these these sports books allow who, who, who does it for have? people. So I mean, it's got I've got both parties here, but it's got. Kamala Harris is the after Biden is the second okay. highest odds. Um, you know, I don't know. And then you got to go down and and so Biden is is plus five hundred. So meaning, if you in gambling terms, if you bet a hundred dollars, you win five hundred dollars. Kamala Harris is plus twelve hundred. You got to go down to plus twenty five hundred, and you get to Pete Buttigieg, which you know, just politically speaking, uh, may. You know, maybe I, I, there was a part of me that thought he might be the best political candidate for, mm-hmm. for the Democrats the last time around with, um, you know, with his age and military service yeah. and, and everything else that went along with that. Then you got Elizabeth Warren and then you have maybe, and then Hillary Clinton's at plus 4,000. I wouldn't put that bet down after what she said. Here's the interesting one though. Michelle Obama at 3,300. Right. Is, is that, a scenario, and I know, you know Republicans are rolling their eyes, but again, just looking at your best shot with a candidate, if you're the Democrats right now, like that's the only name on there that you're like, okay, that feels like that could could change some things. But mm-hmm. I, who knows? Who knows? Uh, by the way, if you're wondering about the the Republican odds on 
the same thing. Uh, Trump is still the overall, not only the Republicans' favorite, but the overall favorite. Yeah. At plus 240. DeSantis is next at 450. I mean, if I had to, if I had to put money somewhere, it would absolutely be DeSantis. Mm-hmm. Right? I think it would absolutely be DeSantis. And then Pence at 1200, Nikki Haley at plus 2500. Uh, and that's it for the Republicans on on this particular list, though. But the, but I can't figure out what a Pence campaign, and I I think he's running, but I can't quite figure out what that's going to look like, especially after last week. Yeah, like, what is man. that? What does that look like? And it's not unlikely that it would happen. But what does it look like if? Trump is running. Yeah, there's a charged I mean, base that is going to be very not friendly and, to Pence. And he and he's been very careful too not to you know, he didn't didn't testify mm-hmm. uh, with any of the stuff, but there was so much that kind of came out last week about what that day was like for him and the mm-hmm. things that he said and the people that he talked to. I mean, if you're and I don't know if they're ever going to do debates or at all, but what exactly is the rhetoric going to be if you've got Either either Trump or him both in a race, or or DeSantis is kind of a sort of a Trump surrogate a little bit, um, because at some point Pence is going to have to he's going to have to draw some contrasts on those issues. Mm-hmm. One would think. Here's so, here's all I want is because right now the the older side of Gen X is coming up on sixty in in, in the yeah, in, in the next sad. year or two. So where where you're getting. When are we going to get those Gen X presidents? Right. When, when, are we, when are we getting that? And right now, here's the thing. I am on what would be the mid to younger side of millennials. Mm-hmm. I'm turning 32 this year. Right. Guys, there, there, is, there are a couple of generations of leadership. Not to say, yeah. not, not making this a uh, younger people better than boomers thing. No, 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 no. Right. What I'm saying is I think there is a passing of the torch that needs to be in the process but all of like is most Gen of, X ever get, yeah that's most, that's is Gen X going to just get passed over right and, and, and millennials are then going to be in the leadership positions at some point we need to start looking at what the leadership is not just kind of who are the two oldest people that we can put on the ballot uh, Ob- Obama was born in sixty one so he's he's a, a boomer yeah I mean he's a few years ahead of where that's he's going at the baby end of the boomers so, yeah yeah interesting I hadn't thought of it that way but you're right. <laughs> It, we'll, pro- we'll probably get skipped over. They'll go to you guys. They're going hundred percent. They're going to you guys because what's okay. So who's like? What, is DeSantis? Let's see. Now I'm curious. I assume DeSantis is an ex, but I don't. I don't know for sure. Uh, Buttigieg would be. He's an ex. He's he's forty. He was born in eighty two. Okay, and DeSantis. He, he's at the baby end. Of DeSantis, DeSantis is a year younger than me. Criminy. <laughs> There you go. Okay, there you go. So there, there's your Gen X uh, ticket. DeSantis could be the first Gen Xer in the uh, in the Oval Office, perhaps. <laughs> hey, if you got a DeSantis uh, Buttigieg presidential race, you're just looking at that going Gen X. Look at Fine. us. Well, here we are. Here we are. <laughs> Who'd have thought? Finally, who? <laughs> Not <at> me. <laughs> look at us. Uh, all right, what else do we have? Uh, oh man, we already took a lot. All right, we're gonna have to skip. So, hey, did you invest a lot of money in crypto? Sure didn't. Well, 
Probably a good decision. <laughs> the price of Bitcoin dropping below $20,000 on Saturday. That fall marking the first time that Bitcoin has been that low since the fall of 2020, a likely sign that a sell-off in cryptocurrencies is deepening. Bitcoin's value dropping about 70% since hitting an all-time high of $69,000. A recent spate of crypto meltdowns erasing tens of billions of dollars of investors' assets and sparking more calls to regulate the industry. Stablecoin Terra imploded last month, erasing tens Tens of billions of dollars in a matter of hours. Paul Stevens, Fox News. What what does that mean other than there's a lot of money lost? <laughs> Man, yeah. I don't I like I don't want to rejoice in other people's um sort of pain that comes along with this because it's terrible for a, for a lot of people, but man, you felt like this might be might be coming down the pike here with, with this whole thing. So we'll see. Maybe you've got some cool top shot NFT basketball cards that'll <laughs> have some bigger value. Think about the number of crypto commercials we've seen over the last year. Oh boy, year. what's Matt Damon doing now? Right with the high with some high profile actors. And... Uh all right, let's finish on this. Let's finish on this. The weekend box office. Ooh. We're in we are into prime summer movie season and the dinosaurs still on top? Well, let's find out. Lightyear lands in second place on its first weekend in theaters. To infinity. Are you trying to get me to pull your finger? Don't fall for it. No, not like that. Ugh, sorry, it's a thing your grandma and I used to do. Yeah. The Pixar release blasting off with 51 million in ticket sales. Not enough to stamp out the dinosaurs. Jurassic Park Dominion holding on to first place, selling $58.7 million worth of tickets in its second weekend. Top Gun Maverick takes the number three spot, adding $44 million in its fourth weekend in theaters. Kathleen Maloney, Fox News. I loved the original Jurassic Park. It was the most excited I've ever been to go to a movie, but... Mm -hmm. I've got to ask the question in the Jurassic Park universe, why can't we get this dinosaur situation under control at this point? You know, we made a mistake with the island. We can all agree to that. But have we not learned? This was, it was it, you know, we spent so much time worrying if we could. We didn't bother to think about whether we should. Man is trying to, to play God. Oh, God. It's not working out. And now the only way to... To solve the dinosaur problem is a uh, meteor. I mean, and Top Gun's old news now already? Jeez. Moving fast this year. Dinosaurs quick to the top of the food chain. All right, 656 LNK today with Jack and Friends. That's your sound off on KLIN. All right, 7-Eleven. Well, over the course of the last several weeks, we have uh, given you some keywords, which you were able to take and go to onto the website, KLIN.com, all related to a different local business. And get yourself entered for a drawing at the end where we are giving away individual gift certificates to every one of our affiliated businesses. And then we are giving away a grand prize, which is a gift card to every one of them. And we got some huge numbers from you guys going on there, supporting these businesses by visiting them in person and, of course, going on the website and entering into the keyword. So I know you guys have been doing this over the course of the last few weeks, and now comes the payoff. So here's what we are going to do. I'm going to go through and announce the winners of each individual gift card first because there okay. are two portions to this. You've got yep. individual gift cards to every business, and then we are going to 
We're going to try this. This is always dangerous, <laughs> but we are going to. We've got the phone number of our grand prize winning, and we are going to call him or her uh, on the air and let them know live. Maybe wake them up this morning and let them know that they are going to have to clear some space in their wallet because they're going to have a thousand dollars, thousand dollars of gift cards to places from all around the city. So, all right, sound good. So let's uh, award our individual ones first. Uh, our first business was Tio Haas, mm-hmm. Tire and Auto. Uh, congratulations. And by the way, for all, if I say your name, you don't need to call us or anything. We are going to get no, in yeah. contact with you, yes. and we will, we will set that up for you to, to get your gift card to wherever it is that, uh, that you won yours to. So congratulations, Tio Haas. 50 bucks there goes to Carol Morris. All right. Congratulations, Carol. Uh, how about this one? Fifty bucks to Munch Madness Champion. Norms on forty eighth. They're like always rolling out new foods over there. Are too. they? They're continuing to do yeah. that. They're, I can't keep up with them anymore. Place is booming after Munch Madness. Uh, well, Edith Alvarado will find that out personally as she gets fifty dollars to Norms on forty eighth. Fifty dollars to Wolf Tackle. That goes to Doug Hobine. Congratulations, Doug. to Billy's Restaurant. Congratulations to Lori Crowder. Lori, we're going to be contacting you to get you your Billy's gift certificate. Say hi to Nodder for us. $50 to Auto Sounds. Ooh, this is one of them that I would have wanted. Uh, Congratulations to, uh, hopefully I say these names right, guys. Sorry if I don't. Uh, Dennis Hookie. Uh, H-U-E-K-E, Dennis, gets 50 bucks to Auto Sounds. Dennis will be contacting you. $50 to Da Vinci's, the masterpiece place for pasta, hoagies, and pizza. I can sing a lot of jingles from the And you can go just right across the street from us here. Right across. Uh, Peggy Graham. Peggy, you got 50 bucks to Da Vinci's. Uh, A.T. Thomas Jewelers, 50 bucks there, goes to Nancy Nielsen. Uh, Two tickets to any Tata Theater show, roughly a $50 value. That goes to Lori Brasul. Lori Brasul wins the Tata Theater. Uh, $50 to Greenfields. Shelly Cook. $50 to Country Sliced Ham. Congratulations. Oh, what? I like that okay. one. All right, yeah. Go, yeah. That was good. Uh, Becca Thompson <laughs> wins that one. Uh, $50 gives it to Harbor Coffee House over there at Piedmont. Amy Tipton. Congratulations, Amy. You get the uh, Harbor Coffeehouse gift certificate. Uh, $50 to Alumni Hall. Scott Jansen. Congratulations, Scott. 50 bucks in uh, likely Husker gear there for you. Uh, 50 bucks to Arnie's Pet Food Store. Brent Matz wins that. $50 to Wild Bird Habitat Store. Louis Ostrand. Congratulations, Louis. 50 bucks to Slim Chickens to Ron Anderson. Congratulations, Ron. $50 to Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante. That winner is Jackie Trojan. Uh, The Robber's Cave Tour for four. Prize package goes to Charles Marty. M-A-R-T-I. Congratulations, Charles. Uh, $50 art bucks for Lincoln Arts Festival uh, goes to Robert Scholl. Congratulations, Robert. And then $50 to WC South Sports Bar goes to Catherine Porath. So Catherine Porath 
winner. So there you go. If you uh, are one, if I just read your name on those, you don't need to do anything. We are going to get in contact with you. We've got your information from your entry, so we'll be contacting you and getting you hooked up with whatever that gift certificate is that you won. And now, ladies and gentlemen, we have taken the grand pro- the uh, gift certificates from each of these places: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty. We put them together to make one giant pile of gift certificates we are going to give to one of our listeners who has been uh, entering, maybe entered several times. And so we are going to call this person on the air right now, see what they're doing. So look at your phones. If your phone rings right now and you get a call from uh, a number that looks like ours, answer it. And we're going to put you right on there. All right, let's hope this works. We've done this with Fantasy Huskers a few times. We'll see if it works here. All right. Phone check in. Is your phone ringing? Is your phone ringing? Oh, come on. Come on. (laughs) Come on. If you missed a call, call us back. Come on. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no. This is the risk you take on live radio. All right. You might want to... I don't know if it'll go to a voicemail. Four, zero. Okay. Oh, 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 oh. All right. All right. <laughs> okay. Well, if, uh, all right. So I'll just give, I'll give this person's name out. And uh, if he is, uh, if he's listening, it, may, it might have said scam likely or something when we called. <laughs> I, I would hope our phone doesn't do that when we call people, but. Who knows, but a big congratulations to our grand prize winner, gift certificates for days to Justin Sammons. Congratulations, Justin. Justin, answer your phone. It was up. Oh, give us a call right now, Justin, if you want to, uh, 402-479-1400, and we are going to tell you about the prize package that you are going to be able to get. want to thank all of the businesses that were part of this. Again, Tio Haas, Norms on 48th, Wolf Tackle, Billy's Restaurant, Auto Sounds, Da Vinci's, A.T. Thomas, Tata Theater, Greenfields, Country Slice Ham, Harbor Coffee House, Alumni Hall, Arnie's Pet Food Store, Wild Bird Habitat Store, Slim Chickens, Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante, Robert's Cave, Lincoln Arts Festival, and WC's South Sports Bar. So, Justin, we are going to get a hold of you. If you want to call us, uh, you can do that. Kelo, I just want to know what the strategy is, and this is kind of what I wanted to know from oh, Justin man. himself. If you've got... Twenty fifty dollar gift cards. Are you are are you having them at the ready at all times? Do you have a wallet that can handle that kind of gift card volume? Because I I have a really downsized my wallet over the course of the last few years. I went with the thin wallet because I used to have the thick Costanza wallet. <laughs> And I would be driving, and I would always have to take it out because it was just it was uncomfortable. So I got the mm-hmm. thin one. So I've really, I've really slim fitted this thing. Uh, I I don't think I could do twenty gift cards in here. I've cut down. I I take all my gift cards out of my wallet now at this point, and Ugh. I put them elsewhere. But then you don't have them when you when you've got this. I mean, you know, you're out and about, and you need some birdseed, right? Right, or or something like I that. Think or what, you need to, you're like okay, I need a new car sound system. I think I'll, that I'll go on auto sounds. There's a couple strategies that I might employ with this. First, uh, I might get 
something that I can just put on my wall next to where I put my keys and just have all of the gift cards in there so I can plan when I'm about to go out and know ahead of time. The other thing you can do, if anyone collected baseball cards or like my generation a lot, you had the Pokemon and you got the the three-ring binder and you just have all the gift cards in there, it just stays in your vehicle. Yes. You're good to go. Right. Make sure and lock your doors. Yes, but please put it do in the that. trunk perhaps. That might be a good idea. I don't know. I think next year here's what I think we need. So many gift cards now are going right so many things are going digital. Oh man. I pay, put all of these on like your phone I, wallet. Yeah, I don't know if like I have an iPhone and I use my phone wallet. So I have a couple of like uh frequent membership card things that I use on that. I use my my debit card on that. I will use like the fuel saver points and and those sorts of things on that. We need. I think next year we do this bigger and better, Caleb. Okay. We uh we get a keys to the city app, and you basically just have that Jeez. app on your phone, and it makes you the king or queen, essentially of Lincoln, where you've got a tap. And then I want to you know expand the businesses like fivefold at this point and get you essentially a line of credit in a certain amount at really any business that you would go to. <laughs> I want to next year make someone the, the uh, basically getting, uh, feeling like such a VIP, they get comped almost any place that they can walk into in the city of Lincoln. That's my that's They show my up, their picture's on the wall. Right. You know what else I want to get them to? I want to get them, uh, I, 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 we need to get like a convenience store in on this thing, and I also want to get them like a golden, like a golden cup <laughs> for for coffee and or soft drinks and so yeah so our keys to the city person you know they've got the golden cup and so anytime they can walk in to your you you know your your convenience store or one of the local coffee shops and everybody's just like uh, and they just know (gasps) the golden cup is here i mean that's justin's gonna kind of be that celeb but i want to ramp it up again next year yeah i mean i'm not saying i want to go back to a monarchy but I want the person. I want. I want the person to feel like uh, a royal here. Nothing wrong with our, electing our leadership in this way. It may not get him a throne. That'd be nice. <laughs> I don't know. I'm excited. I'm excited to uh, get into that. But again, congratulations to uh, Justin Sammons. If you know Justin, text him and tell him he may not answer the phone or get answer your text if you text him. Uh, but he also might be working, maybe yeah. doing something or recovering from Father's Day. You never know. All right, so congratulations, Justin. We will get in contact with him. Thank you to Lincoln Mattress and Furniture. They were our title sponsor on this, and it was a it was a really cool deal. And also, I love these. You know, I love these contests here where we're bringing some attention, we're uh, bringing some focus to the local businesses who do a great job in our community, and that's kind of what this was all about too. So. And thanks to the listeners for the participation. We saw yeah, the, we the numbers tons. really great. Really appreciate. Um, you guys going out supporting local throughout this entire endeavor. Yep, exactly. All right, let's take a break. All right, without any further ado, let's count them down, starting with... Number five. The year after President Biden signed legislation uh, making June 19th the nation's 12th federal holiday, people across the U.S. gathered at events over the weekend filled with music, food, and fireworks. Celebrations also included em- emphasis on learning about history and addressing racial disparities. Many blacks celebrate Juneteenth just as they did before any formal recognition. Of course, June, uh, Juneteenth, also known as Freedom Day, it marks the day in 1865 when Union soldiers arrived in Galveston, Texas to order freedom for the enslaved people of the state. That was two months after the Confederacy surrendered in the Civil War. Yeah, it originated in Galveston. Your, your, uh, where your third I, favorite uh, place. Where 
Uh, I mean, it's a, and it's a cool story. Yeah, as you mentioned, 1865, Union Army General uh, Gordon pop- Granger. Contrary to popular belief, I was not there. You were not. You, you were not part of the the messaging no uh, group. But yeah, it's you know there have been celebrations for this uh, around the country, including here in Lincoln, uh, for for a lot of years. Early celebrations go back to 1866. They were. They were it, it was. I mean, it was really church centered in Texas. Is is where it started. Kind of became more commercialized in the 20s and 30s. Kind of a. A food festival that that went along with it. Um, a lot of times, I'll read the Emancipation Proclamation going on with it as well. Um, so yeah, it, it was the first new federal holiday since Martin Luther King Jr. Day was adopted in 1983. So, so there you go. Yeah, and, and today is the official Juneteenth. It's, it actually would have been yes yeah, Sunday. That's right, but today is the but federal today, holiday. Today was yep. today is the federal holiday. So banks, DMV, uh, StarTran, a, a, a lot of stuff not open today. Federal offices closed, banks closed. I imagine there's a few banks like in grocery stores that may have branches open. We, but, you uh, know, state, state government also. Um, Senator um, Justin Wayne got it through the legislature this year, so it's also a state holiday. And and Texas was Texas actually had this as a state holiday all the way back in. 1980 uh, at that point and by 1985 you had uh, 15 states that actually recognized it 2008 about half uh, just over half actually I think, I of think the states did the other 49 point. states should honor Arbor Day's uh, holiday that we have here in that Nebraska. Nebraska has a state holiday that others don't in, in Arbor Day but yes Juneteenth now a, a federal holiday um, and that was back in, in 2020 um, and it, it was also something that uh, President Trump um, said he wanted to he wanted to make that uh, a national holiday as well. And uh, so, I mean, I don't know. Uh, it, so nonetheless, yeah, that's that's where we are. But it is a you know it is a cool historical moment to to kind of go back and and think on um, what that moment would have been like because you didn't have you didn't have the internet obviously that was <laughs> that was there to tell you what was going on with uh, with the Civil War. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Galveston, Texas, in in 1865, um, and that hit, that town, by the way, just oh, man, it's got an interesting history. Be, between that, uh, between some of the uh, the military thing, it was kind of the Las Vegas of the country before Las Vegas, too. A little bit later into history as well, um, it, and a port city that went on, and so it's a it's a fascinating place. So there you go, uh, Juneteenth, 2022, celebrated today. Number four. Well, it's official in just a couple of weeks. Uh, the Pershing mural going to start to come down. Small group working to raise enough money. Uh, Liz Shea McCoy, who's been your guest here on LNK a couple of times, leading the effort. They need about 35000 more to actually do it, but they've got enough to get started. So, uh, yeah. Uh, Mike McCullough, who owns MTZ Properties, agreed to remove the more than 760000 tiles. For eight hundred forty-four thousand dollars. Uh, yeah, so they got a little bit left, but they are going to be able to get started. There's still like thirty plus thousand. We're short of it, and and as you said, I've talked, I've had Liz on uh, this show a couple times talking about um, trying trying to make this project happen. Where they're going to take it down. The idea is then to uh, recreate it essentially with the original tiles at the last Lancaster Event Center. And have kind that's of that's one uh, of the options anyway. Yeah, I mean that that's the main idea. Right. That's, and it's 
the last time I talked to her, that was still they were still on track to do something like that. But Mark, can you imagine the tedium and the intricacy that goes into removing seven hundred sixty thousand pieces of tile, preserving them, and recreating them? Oh yeah, I mean, and being on <laughs> being on the ladder and and doing all of that. Like I, I legitimately, it'd be an interesting interview to 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 bring them in and. Just find out, like, okay, I get removing them. I know, you know, do, do they really come down one at a time? How difficult is to remove them without damaging them? And then how do you, do you give each of them, like, a row one, tile 37, when you write it in yep. Sharpie in the back? Or, uh, or how gotta, does that work exactly? You almost got to put them in an individual bag, I would think. Ma- you know, mark the bag. Right. There's got to be a better way to do it. Than I'm sure. Okay. They should, if they I wonder are, if they if, brought the three of up there and you go, all right, you guys figure this out. Well, I'm trying to. How exactly are you doing all this? All right. For the amount of money they are getting paid, I'm sure they have done the research. Yeah, this is what they do. But here's here's the other thing. With $35,000 to go, and if people want to contribute to that, do, do we know where people can still go help to push them over the top? Yeah, say that again. Where can people donate to help with the final oh, thirty-five thousand? They have a they have a website here. Uh, I can I can find that. Um, Just in case someone's listening yep, right now and wants to help out and whatever. Yes, amount. it's through uh, it's through the State Historical uh, Society Foundation. So nshf.org. Yeah, it, it is the foundation, not the State Historical Society. Yes, it's very specific. It goes to yes. There. So you go to nshsf.org uh, and they've got a link there where you can. Uh, they're doing the fundraising on on this whole thing. I'm, I understand tedium these days. I'm <laughs> ripping CDs. Uh, and that, oh, oh no! Wow. Nineteen uh, or two thousand two called. It wants my hobby back. Jeez, did you, did you open up your old iTunes? No, no. I bought out a radio station uh, music <laughs> l- library, and I'm somewhere in the neighborhood of two hundred gigabytes so far, and I'm about ten percent into it. Wow. I think I've got between four and six thousand CDs. <laughs> Listen, TV. you would have been again, you would have been the most popular person in the nineties. Can you imagine the three ring binder of CDs? <laughs> oh god. Mark, if we get a time machine, we're going back to me in like uh nineteen ninety four and we're gonna blow my mind. It's gonna be a you just wait till I pop up with something on request line Friday that I'm the only person that's got one. I, that. I want to see. We're just going to go through Mark's library for request line Friday. One of these things, the CDs he bought from a radio station. Uh, r- real quick, one other thing on this. Now, this doesn't necessarily mean the. You know, I know this Pershing project. Uh, all our heads are spinning. It's been moving so fast since 2013, and it's like. It was just yesterday that we were all going to the Shrine Circus and and WWF events there and all of those things. But State if you haven't noticed, cattle, I don't know if you cattle get, shows. Yeah, and I don't know if people have even noticed, but they've closed the doors on that. They're not even having really? events there anymore. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's just breaking. But you can you can rest easily because they're not going to go too quick with the redevelopment there. They're going to tear that down. Okay, so that's where they got to get the mural down. <laughs> Luckily, it was a slow enough process that the mural people were able to raise the money to be able to get that thing down. They're going to tear it down because of, you know, I think it's kind of a hazard right now to have the thing standing it's with also asbestos expensive. just oozing out of it or whatever is, it's just is, expensive going, is going on there. But they're no longer putting the library vote on the on the, the ballot. So that's not a, a thing for the time being, at least. And 
it, it, it the developers got they've got an option multiple years to actually purchase the site because they're trying to get tax credits, affordable housing tax credits for some of what they're putting on there, and that's not a certainty either. So, luckily, this whole thing can, whew, like I called it once, Project Warp Speed Part Two, um, and 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 you know, down the road, down the road, we may have something done with this. Number four. Whoops. Number three. Latest movie featuring Buzz Lightyear and his Toy Story pals. Barely got off the launch pad. Uh, the uh, origin story Lightyear took in $51 million over the weekend. Well off the $70 million expected. Not only was it a disappointment, Jurassic World Dominion actually beat him at $58.7 million. So, And uh, Top Gun Maverick brought in another $44 million. So it continues to fly high. Well, okay, so... Unintended. There, there are there are a few reasons for this, and one of the ones that you know people will, will I'm sure, jump on. You know, the culture wars uh, portion of the discussion in our world has to do with the uh, alleged wokeness of of this film, right? And because well, there's the same there's gender kiss in it. Yeah, there's apparently two guys who kiss, and okay. that's that's a big enough deal to not watch the rest of the movie. Are they? Hold on, serious question. Are they? Guy toys or just guys? I think. Okay, I have not seen the movie, but I believe it's like a movie within the universe. There. Okay. Let's. Well, anyway, so you've got that, but you also I can get really deep into this with Tim during the commercial. You're break. also opening <laughs> between two of the biggest box office franchise hit between Jurassic World, which always cr- crushes everything. Right, people can't get enough of the dinosaurs. I can't understand why they haven't gotten the dinosaurs under control in this world. Frankly, <laughs> I th- why do we not learn our lesson from the island and and just kind of take all these things out? And then number two, Top Gun, which everybody was so thirsty for by the time it actually came out after mm-hmm. being delayed for two years. It's not great timing, so that's a part of it too. And, and number it three, ni- it was nice to be out and about. And number three, what generation is Toy Story franchise going after right now? I would I would say the first one came out when I was a teenager. Well, I would say they are going after millennials, Gen Z, and, and kids now. Okay, I, I mean, I just I think a part of it is you just milked everything you can out of that franchise. I really think you have, and it did well with some of its sequels. It really did, but at some point, it's just like okay. So I think all of those things factored into that. Yeah. That's my. It's idea. still it's still going to be a very successful film. This has been they, Jack Mitchell's Hollywood Minute. They should have <laughs> they should have left it up, and, and because I mean it technically is a holiday weekend, they should have gone with the three day totals. Yeah. yeah, yeah, maybe. Well, the the last Toy Story one got a hundred a uh, hundred million. Uh, both both of the last two, hundred million. Toy Story four in twenty nineteen. Toy Story three in twenty ten. On their opening weekend. On their opening weekend. Yep. Hmm. 120 million. The popcorn was about eight bucks instead of 20 then, right. back then. So. <laughs> yeah. All right. By the way, that was the first. That was the first theatrical release of a Pixar film since Onward in in 2020. The last three were all on Disney. We're Plus. straight to Disney Plus, mm-hmm. which was awesome for our wallets. There you go. Number two. Nebraska's volleyball recruiting remains one of the best in the nation. The prep dig number one ranked player. For the 2024 class, committed to NU over the weekend. Skylar Pierce, six foot two, outside air from Kansas. 
gives the Huskers' top overall recruit from various publications four, count them, four <laughs> years in a row. It's insane. <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> so you've got Skylar Pierce there, outside hitter for 2024. In the 2023 class, you've got Harper Murray, who's an outside hitter. You have got um, Hayden Kubik, so Maddie Kubik's younger sister. She's an outside hitter. Incoming freshman right now okay. was the number one player in the country. Okay. And then the year before that, Kennedy, Kennedy Orr. Orr was the number Center. one player in the country. Right. None of them have played yet. <laughs> but, I mean, some are one of one of them's a junior in high school, but right. But wow, does that make the the, the future look so great? And everything was already looking good. So now you're just bolstering all of this with everyone else. You continue to have the top or a top two, top three recruiting class in the country with everyone else that goes around that. Why would John Cook ever want to retire? I said this to Nicklin Hames when I did my podcast with her. I said the best thing about Nebraska, you know, normally when you are overconfident in your team and you talk crap about your team in, in favor of your team, everybody's like, oh, don't jinx them. Don't get overconfident. I'm not worried about that. <laughs> I'll say whatever I want. They're going to back it up. And this Husker volleyball has earned that yep. confidence over the last few decades. Guess who's going to be number one when these polls come out in a couple of weeks? Oh, and if they are not, we are oh, going to lose our mind. Rightfully so. <laughs> right, just give them a little bit of bulletin board material. Add that. So to there, it. there is a possibility that let's when we get to the uh, the fall of twenty twenty four, you are going to have four straight years of number one recruits. All on the floor together for Nebraska. So I was saying, I was like, this is what it's like recruiting for Alabama football. But I went through uh, like the rivals' top recruits for the last mm-hmm. five years in football. They'd only gotten one of them. Yeah. I mean, Ohio State got one, LSU got one, Clemson got one. It's been mixed. I mean, this is this I mean, even Alabama football is jealous of this kind of recruiting. This isn't a thing. You you might have to go to. I'm sure there might be a year in there where Calipari did this with Kentucky basketball, but. This isn't a thing that happens in sports. Things I want to see this year besides a national championship. A 25-0 to set. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. That just feels... Like, if you're... I, do, I, need a tw- I got single digits last year. I need a 25-0 set. If you're up 24-0 and you are serving for the set, put it in the net. No. I need to see Gentlemanly this. give them the point. Hey. Hey, ladies. I'm like, you know, you know, I'm like, this is like the, the sick kid who Babe Ruth's hitting a home run for. Do it for me. 25-0 set. It's not my dying wish, but it's, you know, it's it's my wish nonetheless. Oh, my goodness. And then they have like the the video the video where Mean Joe Green's we coming. We still need Lauren Stiverance to throw a Mean Joe Green's coming you. out of the locker room and the kid gives him a Coke. Who's going to be that player uh, hey, now? Thanks, lady. Now that Stiffers, is it Nicklin Hames? It's got to be Nicklin. It's got to be Hames. <laughs> Number one. The Girl Lincoln team, Robin and Dave, reported a couple of weeks ago. It's getting some more media coverage now. New entertainment option in Lincoln. South 84th Street. It's Lincoln Mini Bowling and Bar. Hey, the old, let's uh, go. The old Dino's restaurant location there. So it's smaller bowling, but they don't like tie the pins down. Like, I think that one that they have at Shields, the pins are tied down. Do you ever bowled on that thing? No. They're freestanding, so it's just slightly shrunken bowling. And the balls are only three pounds. Great for me. That's fantastic. Great, great for kids. I'm very interested. Yes, and it is uh, It is family friendly, too. We had kind of wondered that about uh, when we talked to Robin and right. Dave. So. Smaller bowling, like bigger newer, fun. We is got that a, what they're going we for? We got a new mini golf course. We got a new mini bowling alley. 
Okay. We got I think we started the momentum for the new for a new water park mm-hmm. last Monday on the show. I was talking about Galveston being the Las Vegas of the uh, early, uh, the late 1800s, but Lincoln may be the new Las Vegas. Some are saying. It's a fun explosion. Many are saying. Oh, it's the Silicon Prairie. Bring it on. <laughs> All right, it's 7.55. It is LNK today. Vegas of the Plains. Jacket friends on KLIN. When you- All right, 8.10, welcome in. On a uh, steamy Monday morning. This is this is the uh, worst it's going to get for a while, for a few days at least. We're back into the we're going to the highs in the 80s for the middle of this week, and uh, I mean, look at Sunday, cloudy in 76. I was watching the U.S. Open in in Boston. It looked like November in Boston. Yeah, right now with yeah. that whole. Thing. I don't know if you watched in it. Quarter zips and sweatshirts. Yeah, every, and I'm just jealous. God, I was like, what? Listen, the British Open isn't for a couple of months here. What's so going jealous on of here? the uh, tire choices they got to. It was wear nice outside. Nice yeah. and uh, nice and cloudy. But uh, I don't know if you heard it, but I broke some news earlier on the show. Tim, the Pershing uh, Auditorium, the Pershing Center, no longer open. Uh, and I know this what? this project. The, the, I swear, I feel like I was at a concert there just last weekend. It's just a lot of people lose uh, head spinning. I know it feels like Styx was just playing there like <laughs> once every month. Uh, <laughs> it's a long string of like aerial activity. They've been continuing their residency in Lincoln, it's, Nebraska. Oh man, it's been a decade. Since that thing, almost. Since like, listen, eight years, you're, years. you know the inner workings of, of uh, you know, kind of city policy and things. And, and now, we're, we've been talking about this in the context of the mural, but it it sounds like that now the developer has this option and they're looking for funding. They're going to put some of the housing on it and get some credits for that. And so they've got a window. So it sounds, it sounds to me like they're going to tear this thing down and then we'll just, you know, we'll kind of see after that. How... This is going to be over a decade uh, of this thing not happening and after all sorts of things. How in the heck does that happen? Yeah, exactly? the, the, the Pershing saga is a real interesting one, right? So to a plan, kind of a promise that once <laughs> once you got the new arena set up, we would flip the Pershing site and do something with Put it. Put it on the it tax rolls, right? I'm, I, I mean, I, here's the deal. It's hard for me to speak on it because I wasn't in Lincoln at the time that, that vote went down. Or I might have been. It was like right at the end of my law school career and I was moving back to Grand Island. I, don't, I didn't vote in that election i don't think in lincoln um and and so it's hard to speak on like what goes through a voter's mind when you're doing that but i i mean i remember the campaign and part of that discussion was you know boarding up pershing taking it down and making it productive i mean that's been a conversation ongoing for several years and i i also understand that there's been a ton of challenges in how to handle that site right so you you kind of open it up and and former mayor beitler put it out a couple of times through some competitive processes they had a, they for, had a student housing company that wanted to come in there and build it for public private it. partnerships it was initially rejected on the student housing basis and then and then i think there was a second run at it and maybe some financing issues because you know markets and stuff and all those hard things um and it's also it's it's a weird it's kind of a weird site and location Right. Is it? A, that's what I want to ask you. Is it a, as somebody who works right in that area? I mean, I I have no idea what if I what a commercial realtor. It'd be an interesting interesting question for one of those folks. Only you know, Robin we knew and, some. Yeah, Robin and Dave. I mean, it might be a good question for them when they're like when you're talking to a business or a company or a corporation that wants a building. What are they looking for? But I'll tell you, as somebody who you know, I worked in the Capitol building for a couple of years. I worked near the Capitol.
Capitol building now. Um, I spend a lot of time downtown, uh, both during COVID and, and after, right? As things are kind of more normal downtown. I think, I feel like downtown's starting to feel more normal, but, uh, that is an interesting place in that it's, there's nothing around it, right? Like there, there's Pershing. You got to go another block or block and a half till you get to O Street. And then there's some, there's some restaurants and those sort of things that you can go to. But otherwise it's state office buildings, state office employees, right? The parking Community garage. foundation. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, you go across the street. There's a couple of private companies. I feel like the windstream buildings right across the street mm-hmm. or kinetic or whatever yep. it's called now. Um, and then you have the foundation and then you get state office buildings and state parking garages. There's a lot lot of people who work down there right that, that state office building has hundreds yes. of employees the capital has hundreds of people who yes. work in it and there's not there's no food service in there right now uh, they're doing heating stuff like you threw in some a couple of restaurants on the first floor that are nice and like you'd get foot traffic That's I what think, I as long as it was like reasonably cost effective but you also have some you have some parking challenges right the the state garage is there and then there's like some other surface lots that are private but I don't know where you park if you had a bunch of people working in that building or living in there you'd have to have park you'd have to garage, build a so. parking garage it's a big plot but you have you have the asbestos thing which i know you were talking about earlier uh that threw a wrench in the gears in terms of like just the cost of tearing the building down are expensive but what i'll tell you jack i i run by it every once in a while it's it's kind of one of those things where I have a buddy that all that kind of follows these city politics things, and I'll run by it and I'll send a take a little picture with my phone and be like, "Hey, I'm still standing, baby." <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> going like the, Elton John. <laughs> going the Elton John. Like, I'm uh, still that's right. Uh, and and I always I text him and he just kind of laughs, but I, you know, you run by there. There's like raccoons running in and out of that place. I saw a deer like down the the ramp one time. Like it is. It is falling down. I, it's falling down. I'll and, sign a waiver or something, but I want to go give up one final tour of what the inside of that place is right oh now. Oh, man. What do you so think the air in that building smells like? I'll wear like? a gas mask. <laughs> like, just like... Hazmat like, suit. Like, totally unused and un... For years now. Uh, the, but you, the spirits of... I wonder if the city sends people in there to, like... The spirits of the 1980 WWF wrestlers <laughs> live on there. The, <laughs> the spirits of that time. The uh, fish had a concert there, and people got busted for selling helium balloons filled with some kind of hallucinogen. <laughs> Gin in them. I mean, the stories, the stories oh, go on rodeo, forever. Rodeo riding ghosts, just exactly like bucking around in there. Garth Brooks, I, I just uh, didn't play Pershing. Maybe not. I feel like he played Pershing in the nineties. He was, uh, he was at the state fair. Probably played okay. the Vanny. Yeah. Uh, probably, I think. But <laughs> not, nonetheless, it's just baffling that this could. I mean, it is legitimately what it's got to be one of America's longest. Sort of minor redevelopment <laughs> sagas <laughs> in a, history. That's the ultimate like kicker too. Is like you feel we talk. I, I mentioned all the challenges like in that it's kind of alone, but it's it's also like it's Garth sort Brooks of played at Pershing in ninety. Okay, hey, I was I'm, wrong. I think he played Devan. Uh, okay. uh, it's not. It's not in the middle of nowhere, right? It's in the kind of the heart of downtown. Like, you have such a huge investment going in in the Telegraph District where all of those buildings are kind of popping Looking up. Sweet. They're, yeah. They've raised entire city blocks and built new buildings. Antelope Valley. Antelope Valley has developed, like Emeritus built that huge campus. That's 10 years ago right now. <laughs> um, and you've, you've had great success where people have invested in kind of that part, that bridged area of downtown. And it's just like that place is, I don't know. You, right. you have to start wondering, is it political or how much is it political and how much is it actual like I, market economic 
holdups. I know. I, I mean, I know. I talked to Mayor Beitler when they rejected the the initial student housing. You know what he envisioned there? I mean, he he basically told me this is he he envisioned like a a corporate campus essentially. I think that's what he he thought that this would be is is that was his highest use of the whole thing. And the 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 plans when they put out RFPs, they just they weren't getting that kind of stuff. And what do you get? Right now in 2020, well, then it was like 2014, but when you're, you have space in downtown Lincoln right now and you can go drive, I was there yet driving downtown yesterday. What's going up? More student housing. Yeah. Where in the heck is the bubble on student housing? I mean, uh, 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 car, uh, car washes are like, hey, there's a lot of student housing in this city. Well, <laughs> I just mean to the to the corporate campus thing too. When, when are you going to start attaching apartments to the uh, car washes? <laughs> student housing plus car wash. Just plus build, above shop, plus build above right. the jet splash. Build above the jet splash. You can yeah. vape while going through the car wash. And li- <laughs> bad time to take a drink of coffee there, bud. <laughs> uh, to, to, to your corporate. To your corporate campus comment, or even you know, if they, if that's kind of what Mayor Bailey, I had think in mind, that's what he wanted. I th- I think they, with with all due respect, we didn't know it at the time, but you kind of you missed the mark there because that all of those investments have happened down in the Haymarket, right? Yep. So your huddles, uh, yep. your Olson, your Olson, yep. your Olson investment, like all of those, all of those kind of new corporate offices that have gone up have built down closer to that arena right where there's kind of the there's it's a little bit faster pace a little less office right park or whatever um i don't know man there's part of me too sometimes this is a weird one where like just tear down and put a sweet little city park with a splash pad like oh caleb did that you hear be that? awesome i know caleb i've seen him on the social media with this take we uh, need like eight more okay i just i think that would be like it would help kind of tie in there's gonna be more people living down there as that tells Telegraph investment continues to to grow up, right? Uh, as they put in, that's mixed use. There's retail on the f- bottom floors. There's housing there. There's the, I don't know what building it is. It's another Telegraph building, but it has Keating O'Gara on the side of it, that law mm-hmm. firm or whatever. They got their name on the side of the building. It's huge. It's awesome. But that building is new, and it's not far from that location, a few blocks. Um, there's a couple of breweries and stuff. Wouldn't it be cool to like... Put yeah. a downtown park in but, or something I, like that. The, the, uh, but this plan, I think, centers and and rightfully so. I don't I don't want to minimize the housing issues in in the city, and I think affordable housing is is needed and makes some sense and, and oh, benefits yeah. the oh, community. Yes. But that's the cent- I mean, that's what the holdup is right now. Is trying to get is trying to get there. grant money for for affordable housing. That's that's really what it is at this point. And and I agree. But maybe this isn't the spot for that. Right? M- maybe that's it. I don't know. I don't know, but oh, man. <laughs> I mean, the, the affordable housing stuff, and and I know enough about it to be dangerous just because I follow it in the legislature when it comes through. There's some good federal programs that can help assist cities and developers in getting that done, right. and I'm sure that they're trying to leverage those dollars yeah. while also making it make sense from a community investment standpoint. So. Uh, you just you just imagine what that's going to be, and I imagine it's going to have some you know retail and restaurant stuff on the first floor, and then it's going to be well. They, and they were going to do the library, but it. they've they're pulling back the library vote too, so there's not going to be a bond issue about a library. So yeah, that's an that's another conversation that's been going on since I moved to Lincoln yes! seven years. That that yes! one that conversation's been out here. In the public. I mean, back when Kobe was doing a show, that was a frequent topic. When on I that when show. I moved to Lincoln, the new library was off and running and there were you know 
town halls and such that were happening and and did nothing we talk about how fast everything moves these days but that's like in that area it's like time has been paused since 2013 (laughs) well i mean that's well i digress but covid put a real freeze on everything downtown anyway i mean look at all of you know, Robin and Dave, I'm sure, can talk about how yes, different that's we're changed. Also too. Seven years that um, passed before. Well, the yeah, pandemic. I, I get, yeah, I get it. I mean, that's that's a deal. Yeah, but the, I mean, the pandemic has just frozen downtown. It's downtown. Is like it I better? Said, like I said, hard hard of 2020. Like you know, after after kind of the the riots and stuff happened, and you had all that destruction, and then being downtown. We were downtown. I was downtown in the office regularly. Like you know, other people were still kind of working from home. It was dead. Like you drive, you drive to work and no traffic whatsoever. I had like three month periods where I was never down there. It feels more normal. I go down. I'm running downtown or running near campus and those sort of things. It feels more normal. It's still a little bit different. I think there's still some work from home that's really caught on for a lot of the larger employers. But your state employees have been back to work for a year now and. Things are things feel a lot more normal. There downtown. used to be a time in in uh, downtown where uh, getting lunch you were gonna have to wait. You were gonna try and find a place without that's a get, line. That's out getting the back door. to normal. Like where you there are certain places where you're like, we'll get there at eleven thirty, eleven forty five. Yeah, we're gonna beat the rush. Yeah. Right. That, that, uh, I remember that. You go downtown. you go at noon and there's a line out the door in a couple of places yeah. again. So that's good. That's good. All right. Well, we will uh, we'll we'll see if uh, you have uh, a special election fever yet or no. What? Do you have special election for what? For For a special what? There's a there's an election a week week from tomorrow (laughs) for the House of Representatives in in Nebraska. (laughs) Who I didn't nobody for the first time in literal decades. There's someone named not named Jeff Fortenberry is going to hold this seat. Why is massive? Why is nobody talking about this, Jack? This is big. I I do occasionally. (laughs) I do occasionally. Uh, I I get emails from both campaigns. I see the social media stuff from both of them. It is quiet. I expected more TV ads. I expect it's like, weird. Is I think it, it's weird. It, I think it's kind of weird. And maybe it's just maybe it's just because people think it's such an odd one and you're just counting on your most informed voters taking the time to cast a ballot next week in the middle of June. You know, it's 100 degrees. Outside. Isn't this a formula for for Patty Pansing Brooks to come up and shock the world here? Um, I mean, that would be. If there's an opportunity, right, to to beat an an advantage, I, I think we've talked about it before, and I should look at the numbers again and know this, but I've, I've been told it's like eight, nine points, right, Republican in the district. If there's a way to beat an advantage, it's a sneak attack to get your people to the polls and theirs right. to not. But those numbers do not factor in the first lady of the state endorsing Patty Pansy. Yeah, that was, that was an interesting one. <laughs> <laughs> interesting tweet last Friday, Thursday, been, Friday. Would have been very interested to have see what co- dinner conversation was at home that night. Oh yeah. All right. Thank you, Tim. Have a good day. Thanks, Jack. See you later. It's eight twenty-five on KLIN. Want today's top news stories? Top Husker stories? You can get them sent straight to your inbox every afternoon. Just sign up for the daily for free at klin.com. I'll just Malcolm Byron. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. A37. By the way, congratulations to Justin Sammons. He was our grand prize winner in the uh, Keys to the City contest. He gets uh, basically $50 gift certificates for 
like everywhere. Pretty pretty much to everything. Twenty different places, but <laughs> it's a uh, it's a lot. So congratulations to Justin. We also uh, did read out our list of uh, of winners as well from all for all the individual ones. If you missed it, it's okay. We'll still we'll contact you. You don't need to be listening to win, but congratulations to everybody who won a gift certificate, and thanks to everybody who was part of Lincoln's Keys to the City on KLIN. And uh, thank you to Lincoln Mattress and Furniture for being our sponsor and making it happen. And uh, hopefully we can do it again next year and make it bigger and uh, better with this whole thing. Um, okay, so I, so I got a question. for the, the, And this is for you, texters. This well, is for I, you, I, texters. I think, I think what could lead this into is I just got an email because the Nebraska Broadcasters Association, their annual banquet, is going to be here in Lincoln. Yes. And on one of the days. So John Baylor is going to be uh-huh. the, uh, the host in the evening throughout the awards. Over lunch... The speaker there is going to be our own Doug Fitzgerald nice. from One Shot One Life. Nice. So they're going to have some things to go talk about. If you were that person, <laughs> what would you talk about? Well, uh, well it, it, it's it's interesting because I got an invite to to talk to one of the uh, one of the the groups that gets together regularly. It's the uh, the executive club in Lincoln, and um, and they asked me to to present at their their luncheon today, which I'm excited. I appreciate. I was honored. Uh, by the offer, but it was it, it, it was a little bit of uh, something where I've had a short time to prepare for this thing, and so uh, I don't know. L- let me ask you this, Caleb, and and maybe the textures too. I don't find myself that interesting most of the time. Agreed. So well. <laughs> you've got twenty five minutes of me talking. What do you want to hear about exactly? What 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 do you need? I, I'm just doing a little. This is my prep time right here. I think I would want to, you know, obviously we've spent time outside yeah, you of work know, talking together. You, you but, know everything already. But I would want to hear some of the stories on the people that you have interacted with. Um, some of the, not necessarily shenanigans, but the stuff that gets talked about on air that all of a sudden turns into something. Like when you and John Bishop ended up going to the state fair. Like th- those types That's, of things. How? Yeah. Um, how? What all things you believe you could take credit for getting in the city? Because <laughs> you do a really good job of trying to take things. credit for things. Okay. So those would just be a couple right off the top because you've talked to so many people in your decade plus here at KLIN, um, and you've worked with some pretty cool people. Um, especially over the last two and a half years, but <laughs> but but you you Kellen in, was great. I agree. Yeah, you you've interacted best. with a bunch of Huskers. You've got a very interesting pre-radio pass with Huskers or people just getting married in your backyard and just that's true. You you have a lot of stories. My uh, yeah, the best the I think honestly the most interesting story and and most of these i've told on the air in in some fashion or the other so i'll just give you very cliff's notes versions of them but number one is um and i've got it with all the people different stories with all the people i've worked with but bishop and i were interviewing tom osborne in his office uh for a segment that we did on the friday husker tailgate at the time while bo Pelini was waiting for uh, this is when he was ad while bo Pelini was waiting for us to end the meeting sitting outside we could see him like sitting on the couch waiting to talk to tom osborne and he needed to talk to tom osborne to decide 
if the Nebraska-Penn State game that year, so this would have been, what, 2011? Mm-hmm. After all of the the Joe Paterno stuff and the protests and everything that happened with Joe Paterno was even going to be played. Because this, and it was on, it was Thursday, and the game was Saturday. And they're, you know, they're, they're and I remember I talked to uh, one of the, the associate ADs at the time, Right after we talked to Tom Osborne, he said, I don't think there's any way they can they can play this or that they'll do this. And Bo goes in. As soon as we're done, we're like, hey, Bo. <laughs> and he walks in, and then he sits down with Osborne, and they, they eventually get on a call or something like that. <laughs> they end up uh, heading down there the next day. They play the game. Ron Brown did that prayer before the game that, mm-hmm. that a lot of people remember, and, and uh, Nebraska ended up winning that game. So, yeah, there's that. There's the time that... Uh, Bishop and I did a uh, <laughs> we did a parody on the Nebraska State Fair moving to Grand Island uh, on April Fool's Day, and w- <laughs> there was a state senator who took some umbrage to that, brought that up in the legislative floor. We invited him into our show, and he ended up inviting us to the state fair. Uh, and and the the moment that all they they acted like we were VIPs at the state fair and drove us around on a golf cart everywhere, including into the free concert that year, which was the day of the state fair for quote older Nebraskans unquote, uh, and they brought in Mel Tillis and his band for a free concert, and there were busloads of people who had bussed up, um, you know, older people who would have wanted to see Mel Tillis that they were turning away at the door because there were so many people there. Um, and yet they had two seats, actually four seats, uh, uh, five seats. It was, uh, uh, Bishop, myself, Bishop's son, and then Senator Carlson and his wife. And they, (laughs) they drove us in a golf cart like three minutes before the show opens. They bring us right to the front door and walk us down the middle aisle while there are all these people (laughs) being bussed away with tears in their eyes because they weren't seeing Mel Tillis. So. That's up there. There was a time I inter- uh, ended an interview with John Stossel once because he was so wildly disinterested in it. Uh, <laughs> we've got that one as well. Uh, all right. Well, that helps. I, maybe I just need to organize them. Uh, st- oh, Chris Olathe says, tell them the Chris Meat Burrito at East Park Theater Store. It's tr- this is a, a true story as well. East Park Plaza used to have uh-huh. um, a food court there. Um, it was, you know, it was the them Gateway and East Park were the big malls in town during the heyday of of malls, and uh, a lot of people remember the the arcade there, which was Sluggos, and then W C Franks and you know, the Chartreuse Caboose. They had all kinds of uh, restaurants there. Wait, they, the what Caboose? Chartreuse Caboose. What is that? That was a it was like a sandwich shop. It was huge in the in the eighties. But that sounds it just by the name sounds awesome. I saw my my buddy and I went to the movie. Um, Went to the movie Rudy when it was out in the theaters there. The football, the Notre Dame. And sometimes I forget how old you are. <laughs> you're the worst. <laughs> so Rudy was out in the theaters. And the thing that you usually did then was we would go, and I'm sorry to to the people at Douglas Theaters, but uh, we, we would go to the Osco that was by East Park first, uh-huh. and we would stock up on cheap candy and snacks mm-hmm. we would fill our fill our pockets we were, i was wearing like baggy corduroy point pants at the time anyway it was very easy to do this it's is like, where your your burgeoning love of cargo shorts comes yeah, from but perhaps perhaps i didn't i should have been they weren't as big then but you would get because you know you were you were a teenager you didn't have a lot of money so you would you would sneak in your own candy and 
And but we had didn't have time to do that, and we were hungry. So my buddy and I went to the food court, and we went to uh, Amigos at the food court. Okay, and so I I decided to buy. I was like, what did I like at the time from Amigos? They had a deal where you could get two crispy burritos at the time for like ninety nine cents uh-huh. for like like a ridiculously small amount. But we had to get in there for the beginning of the movie, so we we got to get food fast. So I get two crispy burritos. And I, st- I sit them down, and I put them in my pockets of these corduroy pants that were really popular at that time. And I sit down on my seat, right? After I get in, I'm like, I got him in. I'm going to have burritos while I watch Rudy. I sit down, and I don't. sometimes you guys, if you've gotten crispy burritos, they come out of that fryer very hot sometimes. I sat down, right? They weren't really touching me, but I sat down. And I heard, I, I'm oh, telling you, I heard audibly a on my leg as the crispy burritos seared into my thigh skin. And I had visible crispy burrito marks on my thighs for days after that was over. <laughs> Dealer Dave says he wants a 25 diatribe on the uh, on the Beatrice real estate market. Yeah, 25 minutes. 25 minutes, sorry. 25 uh, minute diatribe on the Beatrice real estate market. Yeah, you know. <laughs> the, obviously, things have changed there since I bought my vacation home in Beatrice and take my family down there uh, for extended weekends yeah. and, and those sorts of things. Okay, well, that gets me started. Um, you've also had specific and timely interviews just thinking about a couple in the time that i've been here one talked with uh with ronnie green Ronnie Green when there was no football to start the fall and how like what was what were the meetings like with the people on that council of presidents and chancellors yes that uh, was a that was a that was on our afternoon show when we did yeah, that and he for the first time suggested that um that there was perhaps still a chance that they would revisit the decision not to play football, and and at, at the that? and at the moment, yes, at, at the, the moment that was huge news, and it turned out to completely come to fruition mm-hmm. where they did play football. I we had uh, we had Ben Nelson, senator at the time. You remember the Cornhusker? Well, I don't know if people, the, the Cornhusker kickback, kickback thing with Obamacare. Yeah. And there were some, there were some, I, I don't remember all the detail. I need to go back and look this up, but, um, he, we, we had interviewed, we got a chance to talk to him when it sounded like he was going to end up adding his vote to it. And we asked him some questions about some abortion provisions, I believe that was on there. And that was such big news. It led off the NBC nightly news. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not talking like MSNBC, CNBC. I think it was Brian Williams, and it led off mm-hmm. the NBC nightly news. And the the funniest thing about that is they played the audio of of me asking a question of him, and podcasts were kind of in their infancy at that point. And we had this we had this provider that we used, and. Um, uh, NBC had gotten a hold of it, but they thought the podcast company provider's logo was our logo. Oh, and so we had our moment in the sun. And instead of putting up the KLIN logo, they put up this little yellow smiley face in earphones. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that, that was that was one that was a good one as well. Yeah, they're okay. That helps. You got see. This is good. You're jogging my memory. Well, you with you've this got that. Um, something else is the, just the growth of Munch Madness. Yes. How how that came to be, and then to where it is now. Yes, 
That's true. Munch Madness, the walks across the city, mm-hmm. of of course. Uh, Chris Nolatha says Chartreuse Caboose still exits, uh, exists here in KC. Uh, by the way, Chris, you need to go scout out that volleyball player uh, for us. Watch some matches. Uh, make sure... Make sure she stays healthy down there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Trendwood Park Anita says, start now. Christmas in July caroling bus. Bring joy all around the city. <laughs> well, we could do the, well, I, I think I'll save it for Christmas, but I think we could do the caroling bus again. That was fun. I mean, if we do it in July, we know who's sponsoring us, right? <laughs> yes. There's no doubt about it. There is no. Guys, we were only 11 days away. From Lincoln's favorite, slightly out of tune, but nonetheless favorite, Jingle. Um, you can talk about just a, a lot of when we came in during 2020 and we're watching Southeast Asian baseball because it's yes. the only sport happening in the world. That's a good one. And it's live for us. Right. That's a good one. Uh, there's the time when I was doing the show with Dave Miller and uh, Larry, the cable guy, asked us to golf in his uh, in his celebrity golf tournament, which we were, uh, oh, yeah. which he had <laughs> he had brought in. I mean, for a for a local golf tournament, he had brought in a pretty impressive guest list for this entire thing. And I found myself uh, on a back part porch. I've t- told the story all the time with Tommy Frazier and Ario Speedwagon and the guy from Duck Dynasty. And it was like a, it was the weirdest dream I was ever ever having. Mm-hmm. But but we you know we were pretty excited because we were you know in this. And what happens with these things is people pay to get in the event and then they get paired with like real celebrities. Mm-hmm. And we were like uh, like are people going to be disappointed like they didn't get Ario Speedwagon or they didn't get you know all of, all of these actual stars who i can't remember like foxworthy or who was who was up for it and it and it turned out we were relieved mostly relieved a little embarrassed when we found out that they just needed someone <laughs> they needed someone to fill out the group that included Larry's bus driver and his father-in-law <laughs> which was a it was a great experience and and his son at the time yeah. who tagged along with us rode in the carts and stuff awesome and so but we got stories from from the bus driver uh, and and the father-in-law the entire time, and got to hang out with a with a bunch of people that I didn't know that I would yeah. ever hang out with. So that was cool too. You you've also told a lot of stories, especially when we get into to story time with Sty. Which, by the way, one of my favorite ones of those is when uh, Brandon talked about being coached up or being coached hard the week that Adrian Martinez made some of those comments mm-hmm. about coaching players differently. So getting Brandon's take on that, but a lot of times on the on the tailgate. You talk about your experiences growing up watching Husker football and the viewing parties at, yes. at, at your house, how you would go into another room to we watch this. All of those are so intriguing. I graduated high school from in 1996, so you can do the math that my high school class got to see a pretty good era of <laughs> Nebraska football to the point that there were national championship parties for three years in a row, and I hosted them, and they grew progressively each year to the point. And there is a video that's out there that exists of some of these parties where my basement is just filled with high school kids. And... We got to, it got so big that everybody expected this party for the bowl game at the end of the year, a national championship game, that in the last one, we had an invitation only room (laughs) for serious fans that we had to actually have a a door person for (laughs) to be let, because there were, I mean, everyone was a fan. Everybody did it, but there were the more casual fans and, and and some of my friends who are listening know what I'm talking about, right? There was just, you just didn't need, we didn't need to be talking during the game, right? Here's the thing. I guarantee you, 
every single person that was in that serious fans only room does not sit down when they go to watch games. When they go to watch their kids' games, every still, every one of those people is a, I got to stand and I got to move around. St- oh, I cannot still am, sit still. I am like that with my son's games <laughs> still. I was, well, you came and watched one yeah. with me last night. I just don't sit down. I have to pace. I have to I guarantee pace, so. you, 100% of the yes. people in that room are that way Which, now. I still believe they should have a pacing section in Memorial Stadium. <laughs> yes. In in any Husker event, there are those of us who feel better when we're watching games when we're pacing. Mm-hmm. And I really think that'd be up like a pacing deck <laughs> for fans. All right, you jogged my memory. Good. Okay. See, that was a little prep. That's I appreciate helpful. that. Um, Dennis on the Rick Stein Recognition text line says, uh, East Park Plaza Food Court, did you ever eat at, I think it was called Green Dragon, the best Chinese I rem- food. So I remember good. that. I'm sure I did. I sure I did. And then we would go over to the store across the hallway called Asian Treasures, which was mainly uh, uh, exciting for teenage boys, be- boys because they threw, uh, they sold throwing stars. <laughs> You've always, you wanted to buy throwing stars. Now you want yes. to buy big daggers and basically swords at Shields. Shields. I, we gave my father-in-law a, uh, a gift card to Shields for Father's Day. Uh, this weekend, they had come up and visit us, and I said, you know, there's a uh, there's a dagger with a skull on it that might have you. I don't think this will cover it, but a little bit of it. You could also just spend the whole 25 minutes on uh, the uh, Grand Italian Buffet. Oh, the heyday. The heyday. <laughs> Take me back to the early years of that thing being open and it blowing my mind. Lines out the door. People openly weeping. When they realize they got a chance to have all-you-can-eat pizza. All right, I'm ready to go now. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, all the textures, too. It's 855 on KLIN. Neurologist Malcolm Byron. You're listening to LNK Today with Jack and Friends on 1499.3 KLIN. Okay, that was legitimately helpful, guys. Now I'm, re- now I'm in the right mind frame. Sometimes it's hard to remember things. After a whole lot of years. Uh, all right, just a little bit of a head, uh, look ahead of the week here on LNK today with Jack and friends. Um, coming up tomorrow, uh, we got, we're got we guest heavy tomorrow and it should be good. So uh, we will have joining us Joe Jordan, News Channel Nebraska. We are one week away from not only the, the I was going to say primary, but it's a special election. Everybody's got special election fever uh, here for the House race between um, Mike Flood and Patty Pansing Brooks. Also one week away from Jeff Fortenberry sentencing. Um, and then we will have uh, Jason Ball joining us, John Baylor. Uh, let's see. I don't. I think Baylor's out this week, so we will. We will maybe have time for a top that's, five Tuesday. That's disappointing. That is out this week, and I know they can't talk because he right. works for the university. Cannot talk specifically about uh, recruits, but I want. I would want to know from him the impact of having several number ones in a row. Yes. Yeah. So. Uh, so I think we do a top five Tuesday tomorrow. I, do we want to go? I think we do our. It's we're in the midst of barbecue season now, right? Fourth mm-hmm. of July is coming up. It's time to do our meat rankings. Yes, it is time. Listen, no more, uh, no, none of this plant based stuff, right? None of nothing uh, impossible. We're gonna straight up do our meat rankings. I did some great steaks yesterday. See you. Oh. This I'm excited. All right, meat ranking Tuesday, Wednesday's what chaps your eye? Wednesday, John Bishop will join us as well. Thursday. Is going to be Ticket Thursday. I don't know if we're bringing the current events quiz back or what. what do you know what we have tickets to for I Thursday? Do not. All right, we'll figure that out later. 
And hopefully you guys will have earned that prize and yeah. Jack won't busy the lines. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I got to do what I got to do. And then uh, Friday is going to be a request line Friday. General, we're getting because we got another theme coming up before the 4th of July. Obviously, we're doing America before the 4th of July. But tomorrow, or excuse me, Friday will be general. So great week of shows. We will see you tomorrow. It's 9 o'clock, KLI and Lincoln.